You're listening to a Royal Children's Hospital Education Hub podcast. Hi, I'm Jai, a fellow from the Victorian Forensic Paediatric Medical Service, or the VFPMS, and today I'm speaking with Dr. Anne Smith, who's the director of the VFPMS, about how to speak with families about forensic concerns and how to take a forensic history. Hi, Anne. Thanks so much for finding time for us today. You're very welcome, Jai. It's a pleasure. And knowing what to do with forensic concerns is always tricky. If I have identified an issue that I think requires forensic investigation and notification, what should I do? Well, the first thing is to suspect that there's a problem, and you've already done that, so good. That's a tick for the first step. The second is to discuss it with someone senior so that you're actually bouncing ideas off someone and clarifying your thoughts as to what the issues actually are, both in terms of the medical issues in relation to cause and timing of injury, for example, and the safety issues in terms of the risk to the child. So step one, you then take it up to someone up the line. After you've done that and you've both decided that there are some real issues to address here, you formulate a plan so that you determine whether this is a situation that you just need to gather more information or you need to do a thorough examination or you might need to do some additional tests and you might need to involve others in the investigative process, others meaning people like child protection or perhaps police. Fantastic. So, and having identified that we do have concerns, how do I tell the family that I have concerns? And are there things I definitely should say to the family or things I definitely shouldn't say? Different people are going to have different approaches to this. My approach is usually just to be extremely honest and I take a a curious approach to trying to have a better understanding about what's brought their child to this hospital at this time. So in talking with families, I tend to usually have two ideas in the back of my head. One is to share with them the medical concerns. Could there be some underlying medical problem that's either led to the child's symptoms and signs or uh, possibly contributed to the combination of symptoms and signs that their child has. And at the same time, I'm worried that someone might have hurt their child. So in that approach, with those ideas in my head, I tend to talk to people about not yet having a good enough understanding of why their child has this particular problem, whether it's a bruise or a fracture or a suspected a head injury, something like that, and start the conversation sharing with them my concerns about the child's well-being. So maybe even trickier still, how do I go about taking a forensic history from this family in this situation where I have concerns? Well, the first thing you need when you're doing the forensic approach with with families is to make sure that you've got consent for that process. So you have to explain to them what your role is, um, what the potential outcomes of the forensic evaluation are, and that usually involves mentioning child protection and police, and then addressing the questions that you want to answer during your investigation. So you're asking for their permission to work with you to try and determine, for example, the cause and timing of injury. And that usually involves explaining to them that a medical report's going to be prepared and that the report may well be released to child protection and police. So from the outset, they have to understand the process. And then in going through the forensic history, it's a much more detailed history in relation to mechanism of trauma than most people would use if they're examining a child who, for example, fell off a swing and got a broken arm and presented to the emergency department. So we want to know 
what was the child doing beforehand if it's a, an injury that's purported to be a fall or something like that we want to know position the child was in before they fell what exactly did the witnesses hear or see or suspect how was the child positioned when they were first sighted after the fall so the details become really important in a forensic investigation when we're talking about so to stray slightly from the physical or concerns of physical assault um, often we get icky sticky feelings about a child having been um, inappropriately treated perhaps maltreated or neglected are there certain specific things I could ask about in history or when I'm assessing a child to look out for that might help me trying to work out what to do with these icky sticky feelings that's a much harder question to give a simple answer to (laughs) I'm afraid the Concerns in relation to child neglect are often harder to identify, which is why so many doctors, nurses, hospital staff find it difficult to express clearly what the concerns are around child neglect. One of the things that people might find useful at the Children's Hospital is a a nice simple table that VFPMS have developed. We call it the Neglecting Framework, and it's using neglecting as an acronym um, with a number of little specific things to ask about as you go down the table. And it just gives people a tool to use that might help them clarify the reasons why they might be concerned that a child is not getting all of their needs met, whether it's related to their physical needs or perhaps to preventative health care, immunisation, for example, hearing tests, having their developmental needs assessed properly and having the need for intervention provided by parents and working with other services to meet children's needs. So I'd recommend the neglecting framework (laughs) to those who are curious about working with families where they feel the care of the children is perhaps a little suboptimal or there's a mismatch between the child's high medical needs and the parent's low, limited capacity to meet the child's needs. So that neglect table and some of those more specific questions around concerns and mechanisms with physical assault, that's on the VFPMS website, um, RCH? It is, and I'd wholeheartedly recommend it to people (laughs) if they were curious about a quick, easy strategy for finding some tips in how to investigate physical injury and how to investigate child neglect. Fantastic. We've talked a little bit about what we might say to the family and some of the questions we might ask the family about um, topics like physical assault or neglect. When you're talking to the child, um, what sort of approach do you take and what are some of the things that I should think about asking a child that I think has either come to physical assault or may have been neglected? There's probably three key points. One is it might be very upsetting for the child to talk about. I mean, we certainly acknowledge that talking about sexual assault, sexual abuse is upsetting. Not everybody is as aware that children find it very difficult to talk about physical abuse often as well. Their loyalties to their parents, their um, desire not to air dirty washing in public and their desire to maintain parents' reputations and images is all pretty high in many children's minds, particularly from early primary school upwards. So they don't like to reveal information about being hurt or bruised or injured by people who are meant to be caring for them. So revealing those secrets 
is hard. So building rapport with children to start with, I think is very important, obviously. Being willing to not just talk, being willing to listen is very important as well. And giving children an opportunity to very slowly, using their own words, their own narrative, tell the story about what happened and how they were injured, I think can be incredibly empowering for children and an important part of the forensic investigative process. So Anne, we talked about the VFPMS website being um, or having information on it as statewide approach to forensics. Is there anything, if you're situated within RCH specifically, are there any supports or resources we could also lean on? Absolutely. The Social Work Department provides an excellent service for all departments of the hospital, so inpatients, outpatients, off-site. You can ring and get advice from the Social Work Department if you have concerns about a child or about what to do. The Vulnerable Children Policy and Procedure on the internet is accessible to everybody and if you're working in the emergency department there are also links in relation to child abuse that might be useful to people seeing injured children in the emergency department. In relation to sexual abuse, Gatehouse Centre is also providing a 24-7 telephone advice line and they provide services to sexually abused children and they are also available for anybody who's got any queries about sexual abuse and very happy to assist. So in fact there are lots of (laughs) willing departments, willing people and documents that we can go to when we want advice or we want some extra information Fantastic. So from what I've taken away from this morning's brief chat, (laughs) um, when we have forensic type concerns, we need to discuss them with seniors very early. um, And from that might lead a more detailed history, might lead some specific investigations, some specific assessment tools, and perhaps consultation with the VFPMS service itself. Um, And if I was worried, I could have a look on the VFPMS website for some tables and some guidance about what types of things we might tackle. When I'm talking with a family, I need consent first, and then to have a little talk about the process itself and what some of the outcomes from engaging in a forensic assessment might mean to make sure that they're privy and across all details. And then when I'm speaking with a child, trying to put myself in that child's shoes, um, building some rapport first, being um, mindful of some of the things that a child might not want to say and why, and being willing to listen to what they have to tell me. Is that right? Thank you. Perfect. And VFPMS is always here to help. 24-7, <laughs> you can call us. Thanks, Anne. Thanks for listening. Please view the description section below for more information on this topic. The Education Hub is a collaboration between the Royal Children's Hospital and the University of Melbourne Department of Paediatrics and funded by the RCH Foundation.